48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. Carrie Lam says she'll look into a request from airlines to scrap COVID tests for flight crew. But public health will come first. The Labour chief expresses optimism that unemployment will ease as soon as a range of economic support measures kick in. And reports say the nation's biggest car show will be postponed as the mainland fights to keep COVID under control. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has said protecting Hong Kong will remain her priority as a coalition of airlines called on the administration to ease arrival and departure testing requirements for crew. The airlines say the tests lead to delays and put staff at risk of having to quarantine. Mrs. Lamb said at her daily COVID briefing that she would consider the letter, but she reiterated that public health is the main consideration. We will do what is uh, reasonable, uh, but the uh, prerequisite is we should uh, protect Hong Kong from importation of cases from abroad. Because as you have heard, uh, the um, uh, World Health Organization the, the pandemic is still quite serious in different parts of the world and should, we should not let our guard down uh, in order to ensure that uh, Hong Kong could come out of this uh, fifth wave as soon as possible. Meanwhile, Mrs. Lam says the government will be handing out anti-epidemic kits to some three million households next month. They'll contain rapid COVID test kits, high-grade masks, traditional Chinese medicine, information pamphlets, and a greeting card. Mrs. Lamb says she hopes the kits will encourage people to test themselves more often. She spoke here through an interpreter. I call upon the public that uh, upon receiving and the RIT kits, do use them on a regular basis. I understand that uh, there are a lot of people uh, test, uh, doing tests uh, with RAT kits every day. Now I hope that um, the uh, supply uh, bags would allow uh, families to do more RAT tests. The Labour Secretary, Law Chi Kuang, says he expects, expects the SAR's unemployment situation to begin to ease after next month. Joblessness for the three months at the, to the end of February reached 4.5% as the fifth wave of the COVID pandemic took hold. Speaking on RTHK's Money Talk program, Mr. Law said there's reason to hope the situation will ease as government consumption vouchers and the unemployment support scheme bear fruit. We hope that the economy will be able to pick up uh, next month. So if we look at those figures, uh, we'll expect the highest unemployment rate will be reflected in the three months uh, between um, uh, February, March and April. So, so by, by then, it will, it will start coming down. Mr. Law was also asked about the prospects for further reducing or eliminating quarantine for incoming travelers, as some business groups have demanded. The secretary warned that completely opening up would put elderly people at increased risks of COVID-19 and put pressure on the public hospital system. He said much higher vaccination coverage among elderly people would be necessary. This is the point that we, we will see, even if there is virus spraying around, then our hospital systems should still be able to survive. If we have that over 90 and preferably 95% vaccination rate among our seniors. The Reuters news agency is reporting that organizers of next month's Beijing Motor Show have postponed the event amid a flare-up of COVID cases on the mainland. Jimmy Choi has details. 
Auto China brings together domestic and international car makers to show off the latest models to the world's biggest car market. It usually alternates between Beijing and Shanghai. The last time it was postponed two years ago, the delayed event took place in September. This year's postponement comes as the mainland fights its biggest wave of locally transmitted COVID cases since the initial outbreak. Control measures remain in place in multiple provinces, but the National Health Commission has reported a fall in symptomatic COVID infections today. The number of local symptomatic cases fell to 1,301 from 2010 a day earlier. 85% of cases are in Jilin Province. Asymptomatic local cases rose from 2,722 to 3,489. Shanghai alone locked 1,582 asymptomatic cases, up from 979 the day before. The head of the government department responsible for attracting foreign investment, Invest Hong Kong, says he doesn't believe the national security law is a top concern for investors coming to Hong Kong. Stephen Phillips made the comments on an RTHK program. At the end of the day, if we're talking to companies coming to Hong Kong. They're rather more interested. Well, how big is the market? Can I get the right talent? Can I find the right premises? How do I access my customers? The practical things that lead to revenue generation. Mr. Phillips said companies just need to ensure that they comply with the security law, same as they do with other regulations. Almost a quarter of a million aspiring homeowners have applied to buy heavily subsidized homes ahead of yesterday's deadline. They're expected to go into a draw for the right to buy flats under the home ownership scheme at prices of between one and a quarter million and five point three million dollars. The number of applications is slightly higher than for the last batch of home ownership scheme flats, although with more homes available, there are fewer applicants per home. Kenny Ng from the Concerning Grassroots Housing Rights Alliance says the homes are still out of reach for poor families. In Hong Kong, many people would like to buy a flat, but that level, the price level is really, really high, even a higher level, and that's why there is a gap between the rental housing to the kind of public housing. So for the grassroots, for those who are living in subdivided flats, they just want a flat that they can, they are affordable. Overseas, an unprecedented day of NATO, EU, and G7 summits in Brussels, sparked by Russia's military operation in Ukraine, has produced a display of solidarity among Western leaders. President Biden and the European Commission president said they were united in response to what they called Russia's unjustified and unprovoked war. Mr. Biden said that was also the case for NATO members. NATO has never, never been more united than it is today. Putin is getting exactly the opposite what he intended to have as a consequence of going into Ukraine. We've built that same unity with our European, the European Union, and with the leading democracies of the G7. Asked about the show of Western unity against its attack on Ukraine, Russia's Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said there. Russophobia was obvious. Are we surprised that the West is so united? No, we're not surprised. We've known for a long time how our American colleagues are working, together with the help of other Anglo-Saxon countries. We know what kind of threats, blackmail, and arms twisting are being used to ensure that unity.
Ukraine, with its current leadership, was viewed by the West as an instrument of Russophobic politics, an instrument to contain Russia. In other words, if you're a Russophobe, you can do anything you want. North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un says a missile launch carried out yesterday was designed to show the world the power of his country's armed forces. South Korea said it posed a serious threat and responded by carrying out its own missile tests. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul. North Korean state media has confirmed that this new intercontinental ballistic missile flew higher and for longer than its predecessors. The weapon was tracked by militaries in Japan and South Korea and is the biggest weapons test by Pyongyang since 2017. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un said in the report that his country was preparing for a long confrontation with US imperialism. Washington has not made North Korea a priority since President Biden took office. But after four years of putting major weapons tests on hold, Pyongyang has returned to firing long-range missiles thought to be capable of reaching the United States. Financial news. The European Union has finalized the details of a landmark new law to control the activities of technology giants such as Google, Meta and Apple. Agreement was reached between the European Parliament and member states on the Digital Markets Act after more than a year of talks. The BBC's James Clayton reports. This is the biggest regulatory move against big tech, not just in the EU, but perhaps ever. Many EU leaders believe that some tech companies have got too big and that a lack of competition is bad for consumers. Apple will have to open up its app store to competitors. Google won't be able to preload its search engine on Android phones. And those measures are just the tip of the iceberg. But this law reads like a menu of policies that big tech have been fighting for years. And they're now considering their response. New applications for U.S. jobless benefits have dropped to a 52-year low, pushing up wages and feeding into inflation. At the end of January, there were more than 11 million job openings with a record 1.8 open positions per unemployed person. Mike Weeks reports. The U.S. Labor Department said initial claims for state unemployment benefits fell by 28,000 to a seasonally adjusted 187,000 for the week ending March 19th. That's the lowest since September 1969. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast 212,000 applications. Claims have declined from a record high of more than 6.1 million in early April 2020. The misalignment between labour demand and supply is boosting wages and inflation. Last week, the US Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, raised its key interest rate by a quarter of a percentage point, the first hike in more than three years. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,565. That's 380 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $73 billion. In currencies, the U.S. dollar will buy you 121.26 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and 10 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 33 cents. Turning to sport and football's European champions, Italy won't be at the World Cup finals in Qatar later this year. They lost 1-0 to North Macedonia, with Alexander Tchaikovsky scoring in the second minute of added time. Italy had 34 chances, but couldn't score. Mina Rizuki is an Italian sports journalist. They're shaking like a leaf against North Macedonia. Some of them look short of, of confidence, of physical conditioning. They look tired. 
And there's something about this Italian side that doesn't convince, it doesn't have that mentality that I think that you can think of when you remember great Italian teams, this one doesn't sound like it, doesn't look like it. And I, I believe in the Euros, it was just a magical journey. But the hard truth is, is that this is a team that doesn't look like it has what it takes when the pressure is is on and, and they are treading water. Nuref Macedonia faced Portugal after Portugal's 3-1 win over Turkey. Wales will play Scotland or Ukraine after beating Austria 2-1. Sweden beat the Czech Republic 1-0 and will face Poland. In North America, Canada will have to wait to book their place in the first World Cup since 1986. They lost 1-0 in Costa Rica this morning and their first defeat in qualifying. A point against Jamaica in Toronto on Monday will seal their spot in Qatar. The U.S. and Mexico lie second and third after a goalless draw in Mexico City. Costa Rica are three points back and fourth and will head to the intercontinental playoffs as things stand. In South America, twice winners Uruguay sealed their qualification by beating Peru 1-0. Ecuador went down 3-1 in Paraguay, but still qualify with a game to spare. One more team will go to an international playoff that goes down to the final game with Peru, Colombia and Chile still in contention. The New York Mets have been the most successful team in the biggest free agent frenzy in Major League Baseball history. That, according to Ringer.com, who ranked the Minnesota Twins in second, followed by the Texas Rangers. Major League teams spent over $3.2 billion U.S. dollars on players in the build-up to the 2022 season, which starts on April the 7th. More from RTHK's Ray Jovanovich. The Texas Rangers spent big in free agency. Remember, the Rangers lost 102 games last year, and the Mets were very disappointing after a really good first-half start. The Rangers gave out the two largest free agent contracts in terms of total dollars. They inked Marcus Simeon, a shortstop, to a seven-year deal worth $175 million, and Corey Seager to an unbelievable 10-year deal worth $325 million. He comes from the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the Mets topped it off all of it with Max Serger at three years and $130 million, again, from the Los Angeles Dodgers. It was far and away the richest contract ever in terms of average annual salary, $43.5 million U.S. million per season. The Mets want the World Series right now. Finally, one other uh, important uh, point, number one free agent Carlos Correa signs with the Minnesota Twins. He's going to get a $35 million a year season. Just unbelievable. Consider this. Four shortstops alone, shortstops, a very important infield position, inked contracts worth more than $750 million U.S. dollars. As I said, absolutely staggering. Temperature is 25 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 89%, and that's your 1 o'clock news from RTHK. Baby. I get a little bit jealous, but how the hell can I help it when I'm thinking on you? Maybe I might get a little reckless, but you gotta expect that. What else can a boy do? My mama taught me how to share, but I be selfish and I don't care cause I want you. I need you all for me. Maybe 
got a lovely lady I might drive the voice crazy When she's looking so fine Oh, I don't know No one ever would blame me The only thing that could save me Is just knowing you're mine My papa told me once or twice Don't be cool, but don't be too nice Cause I want you I need you all for me Cause I don't want anybody loving my baby Nobody, nobody, nobody but me And I don't want anybody thinking just maybe Nobody, nobody, nobody but me I know I can be a bit jealous But how the hell can I help it? I'm so in love with you I don't want anybody Welcome to the 123 Show. We kicked off the show with Michael Bublé and Nobody But Me. And on the show today, after 1.30, news from the Centre for Heritage, Arts and Textiles. That's chat in Chunwan about an upcoming spring exhibition that opens online on the 2nd of April. It features the work of 16 artist groups from East Asia region as and is entitled Annette Disentangled. I'll be talking to the curator Wang Weiwei and Japanese artist Keito Subasa to find out more. And then after 2pm, my guest will, will be Christy Almeida, founder and CEO of BusyBuzz, a data-driven platform, learning platform that gives parents know-your-child tools to help them bring bridge educational gaps of their children due to the school closures during the pandemic. And then after 2.30, a chance to wind down before the weekend as we join Victor Kumar, artist and yoga mentor for VK Vibes. And this week, he focuses on the meaning of cope. So that is all coming up. My love, my lover, 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 I'm in paradise whenever I'm with you. My mind, my mind, my, 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 my will it's a paradise whenever I'm with you. Right on, well, I will ride on down the road, I will find you, I will hold you, I'll be there. It's long, well, it's a mighty long road, but I'll find you, I will hold you, and I'll be there. Boys, but this time between, it's only there. 